And now, the podcast of the world's greatest fantasy football league, the BFL, with your hosts, Dan Dove and Jim Multerry, and this week's special guest, Steve Walker. This is it. Week 18. Well, I would say it's all come down to this, but it all came down to that. Week 17. It's over. It's done. But the podcast rolls on because we've still got things to talk about. And I'm here with Jim. Hello, Jim. Yo. Hey, Dan. Happy New Year. Happy birthday belated to you, my friend. That's right. And I'm also here with his... uh, Thank you. I'm also here with his uh, competitor, his foe, his... uh, Nemesis, if you will. Nemesis. His opponent. Who's your daddy? Who's my daddy? He's here. From the Week 17 BFL title game, which we used to call the Broad Bowl. I don't even know what we call it anymore. I am and that's Jim what we're daddy. here to talk about today. The champ is here. What's up, Steve? I am Jim Daddy. That's what I do. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Congratulations <laughs> on your big victory, my friend. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. It was uh, a hard-fought battle. A lot, lot, lot harder at the end of the uh, Sunday night than I thought it would end up being, but, um, given how things played out. But that was it, it made it fun, for sure. Congrats, dude. Yeah. Thank you. Let's start uh, around four or five o'clock, maybe. Um, Steve is rolling at that point, five o'clock Sunday. I don't think it was very close anymore around dinner time. And it looked like Steve was going to score about 180 points. The reason I know this is because even though I wasn't playing anybody for anything meaningful, my team was on track to score about 200 at that point. And I was steaming inside that. Why couldn't I have just made the title game? I knew this would happen. And uh, and things did calm down a little bit. You ended up uh, after the 4 o'clock games with about 155 points, or maybe exactly 155 points. Um, and Jim was quite a ways behind you. I think he was around 120 yeah. going into the 8 o'clock game. And all he had left was one guy – Devontae well, Dan, before you go into the details here, you're burying the lead on that 155, considering 55.7 of it came from <laughs> one guy. One guy. And if, I, I got very lucky. And, and if we, we want to talk it through later or now, um, I do and have looked up where that stands in terms of the most fantasy points of all time. Ooh, wow. I have that stat. His Let's talk performance about was the ninth highest total fantasy points in one week since 2000 when that metric started to be tracked. So, holy um, cow. He, uh, you can't tell us ninth highest without telling us who the first, the top couple you'll, of guys you'll never, are. You'll never, ever guess who the number one is of all time since 2000. Ladanian Tom. No. Are we talking skill position? Receivers. Guys sorry. Sorry. All time receivers. receivers. My bad. Anquan Bolton. Nope. Sorry, I don't know. Terrell Owens? Nope. Remember Jimmy Smith of the Jaguars? Oh, yeah. Six, yes. six, yeah. 63 points. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Three touchdowns, and I think it was like uh, a little bit more yards than Jamar had. It's like 290-something or other. So, yeah. But, yeah, awesome, man. It's like, Steve, you went into a casino and put in a quarter in a slot machine and walked out with a car. <laughs> Something along those lines. Although, I had a couple players that, that failed me. Um, pretty badly uh, at the end of the day, but uh, Mr. Chase more than made up for it, how, and that's 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 what saved me. How do you guys? Pro- I'd be interested in hearing how your brains process this stuff. If it was like me, so I'm watching Jamar Chase, and it was one of those rare <laughs> week weekends where I was home, and my son and I are watching this, and every time I like refresh the app, Jamar Chase went up 
12 points. Oh my and, God. And to the point where I was like, this is broken. So what I started to do was I was watching Jalen Waddle, who up until very, very late in that game had a goose going. He had zero. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so I started yeah. saying to myself, okay, so Jamar hit 60. If Waddle is zero, that's a 30 point game per receiver. I can match that. That's how my sicko brain was starting to make sense of it all. But then Waddle scored like seven or eight. And I was like, oh man, I'm toast. What, what, what were you thinking about, Steve, when you went into the after? Well, tell us where you were when Jamar hit that big. Well, that was just it. I, I was glad to see the number climbing for him because it wasn't climbing for Jalen Waddle or uh, later on Ezekiel Elliott yep. um, or, or the Cowboys defense. So, so from Elliott and Waddle and the Cowboys defense, I got a total of from the, those three of 11.7 points. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I had some guys um, fail me miserably that day, on Sunday, but thankfully, um, Waddle turned out, as you found out, a top 10 fantasy football performance in the history of, uh, well, I guess, the last 21 years. A- and um, it, it ended up paying off. Um, and like Jim was talk- or, uh, Dan was talking about a little bit ago, um, going into that final game, I had a, a great lead, but I also did – I looked at Devontae Adams and his uh, history over the season – and a thirty, a mid thirty point game was not out of reach for him. No, he he had four or five of those this year. He did, yeah, he did. So I thought, oh gosh, this is not going to be good. And then you know to, to hear the way that um, the commentators talked him up going into the game, I'm like, oh my gosh, so, <laughs> this is this is going to be interesting. So then, and it, it yeah, turned then, out it was. Yeah, then we roll into the four o'clock games, Dan, and and I, I, I yeah, I get started. Let, let me ask you. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, Jim. Because we can talk about who Steve started, who he didn't start, who performed well and who didn't perform well for Steve, but all that was out of your control. He's going to start whoever he starts. What was in your control was who you started at quarterback. Sure. And that, in, in, if I'm looking at it, if it was me, that was what would be bugging me right now because that had an impact, a real impact uh, it, it, on the game. It lost me the matchup in the end. And yeah. what, I'll, what I'll say is – um, so it was, it was starting Mahomes over Brady and up until, and Anto- this is true. This is God honest truth up until Antonio Brown did what he did. Brady was doing nothing. Brady was maybe a, you know, eight or nine points and Mahomes got out to a really fast start was, was up to 15, 16 really quickly. So I was, I was fine with that. And then, you know, Brady is Brady. Uh, turned it on at the end, finished, I think, with six more points uh, than Mahomes. And I think the margin for us, Steve, was was five. So, um, look, <laughs> hey, you know, and this, I think, is where with fantasy football, you've got to go from one end of the river to the other. If you sit around and eat yourself up because of that decision, man, you can drive. You'll end up in an institution, right? I can't control that. How do I know that Jamar Chase didn't score 50 points or – you know, if the Cowboys defense had three points instead of, I think they were negative two, like you could go on and on and on. So yeah, absolutely. That was the decision that I think costs that, that did cost the matchup, but heck man, going into that Mahomes is on fire. Brady was really struggling, having less weapons. I'd make the same decision again. Um, and I bet the outcome would be different. Yeah, but it was, it was a good game and it was one I, I actually stayed up, uh, Till the game was over on Sunday yeah. night, I was enthralled. I wanted to see how it turned out. So, I don't know if you guys. So, did. Steve, I'll give you the last word here because you are you are now the king. But I'll tell you kind of how this finished for me. So, at the four o'clock, I said, "All right, I've got a couple 49ers to go here. I still got a chance, right? You know, 
we'll, we'll see. And I, I get up, I go and do something for five minutes. I come back, I put on red zone, Austin Eckler touchdown. I said, I'm done. I'm done. Like, that's it. And I sent a note out to everybody. I said, Steve, awesome <laughs> job, man. Way to go. Took my son. He's, he's starting up already, believe it or not, with, uh, with, with, with travel baseball uh, training. So I take him and I stop, I stop paying attention. And I get home and the Packers game starts and I look and I, I think Adams was like two for 49 or something, right? He had maybe eight or nine points. Guys, I got busy with my kids. I went to bed. I went to bed at 930. I didn't watch it. Oh, wow. I didn't watch it. And I wake up and I'm like, what the heck is going on? I <laughs> see it. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, seeing how close I got and seeing what kind of game Adams had, it was uh, – you know, an extra, I had to have an extra cup of coffee on Monday morning to get through that, uh, through that bitter taste. But, um, fantasy is so fun. So fun. Steve, um, you get the last word on the game, man. No, I mean, it's, I stayed up and I watched, um, the Packers game. Um, but I was, I was on pins and needles the whole time because I knew all it would take was one pass or a good run and, and the game was over for me. Uh, having gone in with a decent amount of confidence that I was going to be able to hold out, uh, that whittled away pretty quickly with the way he played. And so um, I, I was ready to go to bed and wake up and, and uh, obviously concede because I figured uh, he was he was going to um, have the game you needed to, to get beyond the 35 or so points you had to get out of him. And thankfully, when I woke up, it, that, that, that hadn't happened. Um, but um, it was it, it made it exciting, which is which was kind of brings back some of the fun to for me for fantasy football. Well, congratulations, Steve. You had a great Thank year. You. We've talked about it all it. season. You, you know, made the fewest moves. You had a killer draft. You spent the less money and you come out on top, bro. So I'm really, really happy for you. And now we look to next year. Try to yeah. knock you off. That uh that text that Jim sent, I don't remember where I was, but I was walking out of somewhere, a store or something with my wife, and I saw it and I laughed and I said, I- I've seen this before. Jim's trying to jinx Steve. <laughs> Um, that was in the back of my mind. I, you, you know, my, one of my favorite gifts is, is actually one I've used in the league a few times in matchups is the one where the undertaker is laying down and flies back up. I actually, Andy, when we met in a championship a few years back, I, I beat him by like a 10th of a point and, uh, then that was in play. But, uh, most of that was genuine, Steve, in terms of like, man, what are the chances? Um, but yeah, just to show you never do know for sure. It was a fun, fun season. Um, and, and we're not done with the podcast. We will, uh, next week we'll do like a, a superlatives episode awards, uh, looking back on how everybody did. And, uh, and the, I think the podcast will continue through the off season. Jim and I have discussed having the different owners on to talk about potential rule changes, what they liked about this year and the very simple way we uh, proceeded with a, a fantasy football season much simpler than we've done in seasons past. So what they liked about that, what they didn't, and what we'd like to see changed. And um, and as we get through all of that, maybe we can have some sort of um, survey that goes out with things that make make it to uh, you know potential rule changes and let everybody vote and talk about that stuff. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, I did want to ask you guys, I don't know if you had a chance to look, but uh, if there was, we're going to wrap up the Yacht Rock theme. This is it. No more Yacht Rock. We'll do something different next year. If you had a single Yacht Rock song that summed up your week 17, uh, what would it be? 
Jim, fire away, bud. I'll, I'll go first. Um, so this was, this was easy for me. Um, and, uh, I did consult, uh, what is it? Yacht rock or not.com. Um, and, and JD, thank you again for being part of our season. Uh, and it, it was, uh, it's the number five overall all time yacht rock song. Nothing you can do about it by airplay. Right. <laughs> you can't go back in time and put Brady in for Mahomes as much as I wish I could. And there's nothing you can do about it. And the best line of that song is give up, give in. You lose, but love's going to win, dude. So um, you lose, you win. I'm coming back next year, Steve. I'm going to try to knock you off next time. So easy choice for me. Right on, brother. Um, mine, uh, I, I thought of two. Uh, neither one of them really is truly a Yacht Rock song, but um, just like I did with my uh, roster or, or, or uh, team moves and, and how much money I spent, I'm going to buck the trend here. The first one that came to mind was uh, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins, where you know, he sees a friend in the pool and you know goes to help him, kind of like I saw Jim in the pool uh, on Sunday. Um, of course, I'm kidding about that. But um, the, the, the real song I'm going with is the one that my team is named after. And um, it's I'm on a boat. Uh, I'm on a boat, uh, mother effer. Everybody look at me. I'm, I'm on a mother effing boat. So um, that, that's what I'm rolling with. I named a team after that because it's a song about a boat and, and being on a yacht. And I'm, I'm sticking with it. All right. And I, uh, I went with Just Can't Win Them All by Stevie Woods. You can try, you can try, but you just can't win them all. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, that's for fact, sure. Yeah. For me, I can only win two. Two out of uh, like 20 years. Well, that's your fair share. Yep, that is. So fair share. you're right on ta- right I'm, on target. I'm right there. And um, it's, and do you want to hit Dan for uh, our listeners and I think to help make you and me feel better, Dan, in terms of like number of championships now? And I think Steve's got, is this your third? Maybe maybe even your fourth. This uh, is Steve's third. It's uh, You've got three and I've got two. Yeah. And- I think you guys are now tied for the most ever. Yeah, but you're you you keep the 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 source of truth there. That list, I think, the, between the three of us, we're on that list like seventy five percent of the time. So, um, you know, it's a it it it's a it, it's a fun way to just sort of <laughs> build myself back up as I continue <laughs> to lick the wounds for, from from that. To be fair, to be fair. There's only eight people. In the <laughs> there used to be 10, but there used to be 10, right? There, yeah, that's true. there used to be 10. So we should be closer to 50% since there's three of us and we're almost 50%. Thanks for, thanks for right. bursting my balloon, Dan. Come on. <laughs> trying to make myself feel better and you're like spitting no, you, all over it. No, you can't feel better. You have to feel bad just like me. <laughs> I, I never will. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's uh, listen. We've got one last week of lead pipe locks. It's not, it's not too late. Some guys aren't playing, but whatever, we can still do this and we can keep track of their scores. Um, where we're at right now. Lead pipe locks. Uh, I've got nine out of 48. That's 18.75%. Jim has five for 48. That's 10.4%. And our guests are at four out of 24 for 16.6%. Jim has been mathematically eliminated. You're not going to catch up. But Steve and the guests can definitely still win this thing. One good good pick uh, might be all it takes for you to take the lead for the guests, Steve. So who better – then to, to take over the last week of the guest role than our BFL chain. 
Um, so, Steve, I hope you're prepared and ready yep. to pick pick some guys today. Let's do this. Uh, Jim, lead us off. You still have honors because you're still in last place. Tom Brady, sixth overall. Tom Brady. Stupid guy. <laughs> <laughs> I like the pick. He's uh, against Carolina, and he should probably throw for eight touchdowns. Do you guys think he – Sealed a Hall of Fame career with that performance on Sunday, or no? No, uh, yeah. a tough call. Yeah, it really is. Can't figure it no, out. Not, not first ballot. Yeah, we'll see. All right, Steve, what do you got? I've got uh, Ryan Tannehill. Hmm. Yeah, against Houston, and um, looking for a big game going into the playoffs. So I'm thinking he's he's primed for a, a good performance. Pretty sure they're right. competing for the number one seed still, so he'll likely play a full game. <laughs> With Kansas it's City. Uh, the AFC's got a really interesting weekend because I think there's still like four teams that can get the top seed. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of fun this weekend. Good matchups. Um, I'm going to go Derek Carr um, because I think that that game could be a little bit crazy um, with with these two teams trying to uh, make the playoffs. It's win or go home. And um, I don't think I've taken Derek Carr all season. I'd have to look back through. But who do the Raiders um, have this weekend, Dan? They are home against the Chargers. Oh, Winner like goes it. to the playoffs. Oh, that's great. That'll be a Sunday night high scoring game. Bet you the over on that is over unders probably got to be close to fifty. Be a lot of points yeah. there. All right, Jim. Who do you got at running back? Ah, uh, so I'm going to go um, Rashad Penny from the Seahawks. Uh, he is now number ten. Uh, this week in week 18, he's going to be the guy that next season, I think we're all talking about. Here's a guy who finished the last three weeks with, you know, led the league in rushing and scored seven touchdowns. And is Rashad Penny a top three round pick and all of those things? It's going to be him. Is he an injury risk? All of that. So uh, I'm going to tee up next season by, um, by picking Rashad Penny, who's been a real breakout the last three or four weeks of the year. Cool. All right, Steve, what do you got? I'm going to roll with Najee Harris with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I, he had a heck of a game this past weekend. We also, I think a lot of us saw uh, Roethlisberger's last game at Pittsburgh, and um, mainly because I was just so darn impressed with his stiff arm. I mean, he, he put <laughs> he put those guys on their backs, um, and it was fun to watch. So I'm rolling with him. Yeah, and Steelers have a meaningful game, don't they? They they can still make the playoffs. I think they're a long shot, but they can still get in. So, yeah, they should be trying their best to score. Um, so I like that pick. I'm going to go uh, Elijah Mitchell for the 49ers at the Rams. Um, I think people have been able to run on the Rams a bit this year, not quite of, as an imposing run defense as uh, you'd think they'd be with Aaron Donald there in the middle. And the 49ers um, – they're in the playoff hunt. They need a win. Um, so I'll uh, see how they do. 49ers have so many skill players, don't they? It's just you yeah. go around, and now they've got Trey Lance, who looks like he's going to start. they got so many players. Elijah Mitchell's had a really, really good year. I like that pick. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's an interesting coaching decision. They've got uh, Trent Williams on offense and then 10 running backs. Yeah. That's right. That's a good, good point. But they, they, they've got uh, Kittle, Ayuk, um, uh, Samuel. Um, I'm sure I'm missing some others. So yeah, it's interesting. Uh, right, my pick? Uh, Jim, yeah. What so one of Steve's favorites. I'm going to go with um, Jalen Waddle, who is 14th overall. Um, Bra- another one, I think, like, uh, like Rashad Penny next season, we're going to be asking ourselves, how high do you take uh, Jalen Waddle? He 
Well, as we said, only scored eight or nine points last week. But before that, Steve, you know it, carried you pretty much um, 20 points per week. Uh, I think he busts out this week, and I think he's a top 10 receiver at least going into 2022 drafts. Cool. Yeah. Good pick. What do you got, Steve? I was inclined to go with Jamar Chase because ah. he carried he carried the championship home with me. He's he ranked six, but instead I'm going to go with a, a, a receiver that I wanted to draft. I, he, I, he was high on my list and I, somebody, I think it was you, Dan drafted him the pick before I was going to, and that's CD lamb. Yeah. Mm, it wasn't me. I think it was uh Tav car. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. yeah. You're right. It, it was, it was Tav. Um, right before I was going to pick him, he swooped mm. him up. So can I tell one more Jamar Chase story? Yeah, <laughs> so I'm sure it won't be the last. Um, he's going to haunt my dreams forever. So I went back and looked, Steve, just curious to see where you drafted Jamar Chase. Um, and I think it was the seventh round and ninth round. Ninth round. Ninth Holy round. cow. Wow. And what I said to when I saw it, I texted Dan and I said, hey, Dan, the draft was or the league was won at the draft in the ninth round. And of course, I was just, you know, goofing. But if you look at who I. Dan and, and Andy took in that same round. And Dan, keep me on point here. Um, Dan, you took Cortland Sutton. That's right. I think I took, God, Brandon Ayuk or Kenny Galladay or some flame out piece of junk. Uh, you, no, you took Michael Thomas. Oh, goodness gracious. What a bad pick, right? <laughs> terrible. Never, never played a I down. I did not play one single down. I uh, ended up releasing him. What a terrible pick. And uh, and Andy took Antonio Brown, so yeah. um, kudos again. Antonio Steve. Brown wasn't a yeah, he Antonio was. Brown wasn't a bad pick. Yeah, but you had to know that things were not going to end well for for AB. Yeah. Uh, couldn't have this couldn't have predicted what happened. I don't think anybody could. But but again, Steve, uh, just a, another last shout out to you and a great year, dude. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate hey, that. I'm, look, I'm, looking, I'm looking at now some of my players now, and I, I I drafted Leonard Fournette in the tenth round. Yeah, and he ended up being fifth overall running back. Yeah, you had and a bunch until of them. the last couple of weeks when he was injured. He 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 carried my team. Yeah, I, I I've been saying a lot this week. Like I used to, you know, the draft you don't win at the draft, but I think you've proven yes you can, man. If you if you really draft well and hit in those mid to late rounds and get players like that. And you're on your way. So changed how and I hang on to them, right? Hang on and don't make <laughs> too many moves. So I think I may be coming with a different approach next year. The, the Warren Buffett approach. That's right. I like it. That's right. Hey, uh, let's wrap up the uh, lead pipe locks. Last pick. I'm going to take Keenan Allen at Las Vegas. Nice. Cool. I like that. Uh, so yeah, hopefully we'll see a real high scoring game Sunday night. It'd be really exciting. Like an early playoff game. Um, all right. That's it. Congratulations, Steve. Thank Great season. I appreciate Congra- it. it congratulations, good, Jim, too. Good for all of us to be back and um, looking forward to doing it again. Great job, yeah. Steve. And maybe you are the, the one who comes up with our theme next year since you're the champ. Right on. So I like that idea. Maybe just give you a homework assignment. <laughs> Send us pictures <laughs> with the trophy, brother. I'll get right to work on it, brother. All right, man. All right. Have a good one, guys. See you. All right, you too. See Take you, care. Bye. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at real underscore BFL. Thank you.